that would be awesome. And then there's just that, our website again, if you didn't catch it with me saying it, how it's spelled, you can follow along. Uh, there you are, Rev Trev, right in the middle. That looks like a Rev to me. <laughs> Trev's officially leaving our church after the service. No, no, he's not. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to. Uh, exactly. So I'll let you know that but Trev and Beck um, are joining. We have to make it official, uh, but they are joining our church board. Uh, so he's got to sign some papers and maybe after today he might have second thoughts. I don't know. But give him a hand. That's really good. Yeah. Stepping up in service. And... <laughs> so he loves it. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Clap along if you want. It's Christmas. Get some Christmas cheer happening. Oh. All right, that's good. Yeah, I know, we're a bit of a clappy church, but it's fun. It's Christmas. There's baby Jesus. You know what? I, I, last year, there's baby Jesus. Last year, I, show, I think it was last year, I showed a video, and James remembers it, hiding baby Jesus, like it was a little tradition that a family did. And so they would hide baby Jesus, and they'd leave clues, and you'd have to find, and it'd be all about learning about finding Jesus, which is what we hope everyone is able to do. And so last week it started again. After the service, baby Jesus went missing, but, um, but he's returned, so it's all good. We'll put him, I think that's the right way, I don't know, we'll put him there. All right, awesome. So Merry Christmas to me. I started a series last week, and uh, this is along the lines of how we share with our youth. So I thought it'd be cool to get the church to see how we minister to our young people. We have fun. And it's lively, and, but there's also a message that I hope we can all take home today. So I want to ask you this. Have you ever opened a Christmas present from a friend or a family member and it was just terrible? <laughs> Careful because the friend could be in the room. But it was just a terrible gift. Everything within you was like, Ugh. But you had to pretend to like it because the person who gave it to you, was sitting right in front of you. Who's found themselves in that situation? There's a few hands going up. This happened as recent as last Thursday. So my wife, Anita, works at Warwick Christian College. And uh, I do one day a week of chaplaincy there as well, just to bless the kids there. Anyway, we had last uh, Thursday, last Friday, last Friday, staff lunch. And uh, we do like a secret Santa thing. So you buy a gift, you put it on the table... And then what they do is they hand out numbers and you draw your number and, and that's the order that you get to go up and you pick a gift. So it totally wasn't rigged, but Anita and I got one and two. I don't know how that happened, but that's, everyone's like, oh, that's a, anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Anita's gift, uh, we bought two gifts because you've got to put a gift in to be able to claim a gift. So Anita's gift was, you know those travel pillows that you wear on planes, like around your neck, that's like... Ah, comfortable. And, and she bought that plus chocolates because her thinking was uh, you can lounge back at home, put it on and chocolates, you know, enjoy the chocolates. Oh, it's a good idea, right? Anyway, the person that chose that gift and they shall remain nameless. You don't know who it is, but just in case somehow they see it or <laughs> they know who they are. But they got this gift and they opened it up and they're like, travel pillow. They're like, gee, this person didn't think about this gift. <laughs> We're not going to be flying for years. And Anita's just sitting there going, 
well, I'm not going to tell her. That, oh, I said it to her. Anyway, I'm not going to tell her uh, that I got that gift because she was like full-on discouraged. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Anyway, Anita got the courage and ended up saying to this person, actually, I got that. And this was the idea behind it, that you could wear it on the lounge. And she, her face shifted and she went, oh, I never would have thought of wearing that pillow other than on a plane. What a brilliant idea. In fact, my husband's probably going to want to use this before me. And, but I've got to make sure I keep the chocolates for myself because he'll raid the chocolates. And, and then her whole disposition changed. It was like, oh, now I know what to do. It's so good. Anyway, since this exact scenario might happen to you this Christmas again, uh, it's not exciting, but it might happen to you, getting the gift that you're like, oh, what do I do with this? I thought we'd play a little game, okay? Because we can play games in church, right? Yeah. You know, we'll get serious after, but we're, we're relaxed now. Everyone say relaxed. relaxed. We're going to play a game. And so this is how the game works. We're going to see how good you are at bragging um, about your gift. There it is there. How good you are at bragging about your Christmas gift. Christmas brag, all right? So I've got on here six different cards. On those cards is a gift, your job, should you be chosen and you accept the mission, uh, is to come up and brag on this gift so that people can guess what the gift is, but you can't use the word on the card. Ah, okay. So, we'll take turns. Two people come up. It says to give you 30 seconds, but I want to laugh longer than that, so we won't have a time limit. <laughs> we'll just get you up. So, I will ask first, do we have any volunteers? that would like to get involved in this. Sue's keen. All right, and Beth's keen. All right, okay, we'll come back because there's six opportunities. Sue and Beth, come up, and, and you choose a card. It's done this because it's COVID safe. You know, I know I touched them to put them there, but there you go. But come over here so the camera can see you. All right, so we have a look at your, um, your gift. Don't show anybody. Um, you can, do we scissors, paper, rock to see you guys first? That's what we do at youth. Do you know, scissors, paper, rock. Okay, so you win. So you go, I want to see what it is, just to have a... Uh, okay, okay, that's going to be fun. All right, so Beth is going to now brag on her gift without using those words so that they can guess what it is. Go to town. Well, this is completely awesome because I'm in the middle of Renault's at the moment and when I go to this particular venue, I can acquire Parkside Lights, my Platoon Stand, I can find the last... Close. Um, Who said that? Say it loud again. It's a Bunnings voucher. Round of applause. Well done. You grab a seat. That was really good. That was pretty easy though. How, how are you going to go? You did a good job. G give, give, give it a crack. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, who? What'd you say? Wow, round of applause. How good is that? Well done. Well done, Jackson. Does that mean that you should come up and do one now? Who else had hands up? Josh, you had your hand up, so Josh, you come up. Jan had a hand up. You've got to go against your grandson. Come on. Come on. This is serious. All right, grab one. Come over here so that people at home can see you. And, uh, all right, that's it, that's good. All right, scissors, paper, rock, to go first, see who goes first. Scissors, paper, rock. You've know, you got to go scissors, paper, and then you choose one. Okay, you lose. 
So you're the winner? So go. what's yours? Oh, wow, okay. So go for it. She's struggling. Someone was on the right track over here. Yeah. More information. Keep guessing. What'd you say? Yeah. Box of roses. He got it. Well done. Box of roses chocolate. Yeah. I was wondering what you were explaining. I was very confused. Lord help us. All right. So what's yours? <laughs> Go. <laughs> Oh, more information because they smell nice. Smell nice. Scented, Scented candles. Yeah, Winner. Yeah. Steve's on fire. All right. Steve's really good at this, so I think Steve needs to come up. Come on, Steve. Let's go, Steve. Let's go, Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. Steve. We'll hold church up as long as we have to to get it. Steve, Steve, Steve. What if I get Trev up with you? All right, Steve and Trev. 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 All right. Sucked in. Hey, don't it. Just good. All right, come over here. Come over here. Scissors, paper, rock. I tell you what. No, you can go. Go on. Trev forfeits. What's yours? What's yours? Okay. Go to town. You wish you grabbed the other one now, don't you? What is it? You know what it is. You know what it is. Okay. <laughs> Fitbit watch. Well done. <laughs> oh, well, you want him to hold your hand? Yeah. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, okay. Okay. The older you get, the more you need one of these. I need one of these now. We should have them in church for everybody. Absolutely, we should have them in church. Well, you're joining the board, so you want to spend the money. It's a kind of. At the end of a hard day, you need something and to sit in something else. Lazy boy, well done. He's done. Was that a mic drop? Mic drop, mic drop. Done. Oh, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? We should play games in church more often, seriously. Who, yeah, I know. Who needs this serious stuff? Let's play games. Most of these gifts, you know, weren't gifts you'd actually probably brag about. Oh, they weren't too bad. I wouldn't mind getting some of those things. Um, but it's normal to want to talk about really good gifts, right? It's normal. If you get something really good, you, you want to tell everyone, like, 
my husband got me this amazing whatever, you know, box of roses, like flowers. <laughs> so whether it's an awesome Christmas gift or, 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 or a thoughtful note or a well-timed hug, who likes hugs? We got huggers? Every church has huggers, right? If we, it's hard with COVID, isn't it? But you just do it anyway. I just don't see. And our COVID safety officer doesn't see. You don't see hugs, do you? Eyes are closed. We, we don't endorse hugging. This is for the camera. Government's watching. Anyway, uh, if we think hard enough, I think we can all recall at least one gift we were really happy to receive, you know, a really good one. Uh, or maybe it was a gift that we were really happy to be able to give. Maybe you once received the exact gift you were hoping to get. You know, Maybe you were a kid and you, you, know, you, you had on your list and this is what I want. And it came and it was like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe you were once surprised by a gift you never would have thought to ask for. But once you opened it, you realized it was perfect for you. Or maybe you once had a gift for a friend or family member that was so perfect, you just couldn't wait for them to open it. Who's like that? Oh, it's sitting under the tree. Like Mike, we set up our tree just last night, and our kids are like, we need to put presents under the tree. And we're like, oh, really? And Melly's like, yeah, so we can feel them and guess what they are. And I'm like, no, we'll put the presents under the tree at the right time, and it's not now. Oh, anyway, they're excited to open their gifts and, you know, we're excited as parents to bless our kids. And so, so what about you? What's the best gift you've ever received? Um, my husband got a um, espresso maker for him for the oh. school. From Italy. So not just like Audi $29 espresso. This is like the real deal. The real deal. The proper coffee. The, so the husband got a lot of brownie points yeah. for that one. Josie. Having your dad here. Let's welcome him. Give him a hand. It's so good. <laughs> Broke the Melbourne, Victoria border. He's got here. He's done his time in quarantine and he's ready for some fun with his kids. Oh, give your mum an extra hug. Awesome. Someone else. This side of the room. Don't be too quiet. A pogo stick. Yes. Don't, don't. Did you stack it? Did you stack it? No, I used to go up there and Oh, my God. Remote control car. Really good gift. Javita, what is the greatest gift Ian has ever got you? Think really carefully. No pressure. No pressure. I don't know. Pass. You had your chance there. It's gone now. It's gone. It's gone. You'll think about it. Well... I want to tell you, um, for me as a kid, my greatest gift. Now, I'm a little bit of a gamer, like playing video games and that sort of thing. I hardly get time to now because my kids do it and I don't get to have a turn. Oh. Or if I play, my kids beat me. Oh. That's hard when you realise, you know, that the kids are, you know. My son is seven and he can beat me at different games. When I was a kid, uh, I was just so pumped to come home from school one day. And this was a whatever gift. This wasn't Christmas. This wasn't birthday. My dad just wanted to give me something nice. And who remembers the Atari 2600? Come on. Come on, somebody. There's some hands here. There's some hands here. There's hands going up at home. Atari 2600, and I got Pac-Man. And I'm telling you, that was the most incredible gift. And you know what? I couldn't wait until school the next day 
so I could do my brag on my gift and tell everybody, I got an Atari 2600 with Pac-Man and I was like the envy of the school. So I was cool. You know, when we give or receive the perfect gift, when we give or receive the perfect gift, it's natural to want to brag about it. You just want to tell someone, you've got to tell someone uh, about the great gift you've got. When we're so filled with joy and excitement, of course we want to share that joy um, and excitement with others. You know, I wanted to invite kids over that next day to come and play Pac-Man with me, and, and you just want to share the joy with everyone. Well, if you were here last week, uh, you know that we're talking about how easy it is to focus on ourselves at Christmas time. We can get so wrapped up in what we want, what we expect, what we experience, that it's sometimes difficult to remember what this season really is about. It can get a little clouded sometimes. So each week in this series, we're going to hear the stories of people who were present for the very first Christmas, the day that Jesus was born. So last week, we saw how Mary and Joseph uh, gave up their comfort in order to make the first Christmas happen. They could have made choices like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't, you know, I didn't ask to be impregnated before I was married. I didn't ask to marry a woman that was already pregnant. I didn't ask for this, so unsubscribe, block, get me out of there. Uh, They could have done that, but they didn't. They gave up their comfort in order to make the first Christmas happen. It was uncomfortable, and we talked about that last week. But they chose to join God's mission and take on the responsibility of parenting the saviour of the world. Well, today we're going to look at a whole group of people who played another important part in the first Christmas. And we don't know their names, uh, but here's what we do know. They were given a gift and they couldn't help but tell others about this gift. So today our most bragworthy Christmas presents, you know, they might be, I don't know, we had good examples shared before, but like puppies, who likes puppies? Cats, no, no. Puppies, cats, puppies. Uh, uh, What else? What about um, shoes? (laughs) Video games? Yeah, there's a few video games. Whatever it is, whatever it is, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the very first Christmas where the best present was a newborn baby named Jesus. And somebody said, Ross, I heard you say Jesus when we talked about the the greatest gift. Well done. Uh, The first people to tell others about the gift were a few shepherds. I think we've got got a shepherd here. They're they're wise men. This one here. This one here. That's a shepherd. Oh, it's a shepherd boy. Look how young he looks. Probably about nine or ten years old. I don't know. That's the shepherd with the, oh, with the sheep. <laughs> That's a dead giveaway, isn't it? Oh, which one's the shepherd? <laughs> anyway, it's okay. We'll put it in there. Oh, and there's a sheep. And there's a sheep. Yeah, I should have gone to Specsavers. I, need my, I haven't got my glasses on. <laughs> I need my glasses. All right, most nativity sets like this would um, show the shepherds at the scene of Jesus' birth. But do we know their story? Uh, do you know why they were there? Have you ever thought about why God would have chosen them, of all people, to be there? Uh, you see, shepherds worked with sheep. Uh, you have sheep, don't you, as part of your flock of animals? Sheep stink, right? They're pretty smelly. They're smelly. It's hot and sweaty. Now, see, she loves her animals. She's the wrong one to ask again because she's like, no, the animals are all beautiful. You know, the donkeys, and they're all wonderful. The sheep smell. You know, when you work with sheep, you smell like sheep, and shepherds stink. And nobody in society at this time really wanted to hang out with shepherds because they were smelly. They weren't really 
embraced in society. It's like, go take a shower. You know, seriously, you smell. Uh, but it's interesting that God chose them to be the first ones to hear about a saviour, to see the saviour and to go and share the good news. Let's read, um, and I've got it up on the screen, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 16. It says this, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. Wow. What an encounter. Can you imagine being these shepherds, minding their own business, tending to their sheep, and all of a sudden, not the angel comes, but then all of a sudden there's a host like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of angels singing glory to God in the highest. You'd just be like, you know, passed out. If I died and gone to heaven, this is just an amazing encounter. Reading it doesn't do justice. I, I wish I had a clip that showed something to that effect, but we haven't today. But just imagine it. You'd just be astounded. You would just be in awe. You'd just be like face to the ground. Oh, God, this is incredible. You're amazing. Uh, it would just be an incredible encounter. You know, just like Mary and Joseph, the shepherds weren't special people by most standards. You know, they were average people, they were working late, they weren't particularly educated, rich, influential or important, and they stink. Well, it's debatable. Uh, so, yeah, that's exactly who God chose to be some of the first people on earth to hear the good news that the saviour of the world had just been born. Isn't that interesting? Could have, could have let you know, the rich hobnobby people know first, could have let the people in government know first, could have let, but they cho God chose the shepherds. At first, the shepherds were terrified, and of course, you would be too. Big blinding light, big angel, like, what have I done? I'm dead. Like, what are you doing? I'd be freaking out. Uh, I think we'd all be terrified if a mysterious being appeared in the sky before us um, in the middle of the night, particularly because the light, all of a sudden it feels like daylight. But when the angel told the shepherds about Jesus' birth and a whole group of angels then, the host, showed up to sing about it, the shepherds put their fear aside and ran to see what was happening. Uh, the shepherds' role in the very first Christmas could have ended there. That could have been it. They could have run to where baby Jesus had been born, said hello to Mary and Joseph and, and given their best wishes and went home. They could have kept this news to themselves, but we know as the story progresses, they didn't keep the news to themselves. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 17 to 20. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. 
See, when the shepherds saw baby Jesus, they told everybody. They couldn't help it. I'm sure these guys would have figured out back in the day how to do hashtag baby Jesus, uh, if, if that was a thing back in those times. Um, who knows what TikTok is? Okay, okay, okay. So anyone over 40 pretty much has known. Well, you don't know what TikTok is? You do. There was a hand there. Okay, I was going to say. TikTok is like the Instagram of videos. So you can put up videos, and, and, and I reckon they would have had some pretty crazy TikTok videos about baby Jesus being born. There would have been some pretty amazing uh, depictions of what they'd seen. But since they didn't have phones, the shepherds relied on what they did have, their voices. They went and told everybody. And when they did share what they'd seen, the shepherds didn't make themselves the main characters. They could have done that. God chose us. (laughs) Not just a little shepherd, am I? Huh? Huh? God chose me. They don't do that. Uh, it would have been pretty easy to think, you know, God chose us to see the saviour of the world and not you, so shepherd's rule. They need a black shirt like Trev's got next to it. Shepherd's rule, hashtag winners or something. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, we know that instead the shepherds focused on the real hero of the story, and that's Jesus. And they just couldn't help but share the news. You know, I'm glad that there were some people in my world that shared about the good news of Jesus. Uh, some of you would have heard my story before, but I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 17. And I, I wasn't like living in, I mean, I was a sinner, but I wasn't the kind of person that was like, oh, drugs up to my eyeballs, the pit of, you know, whatever, and everything's going so bad in my life, and then I met Jesus. My life was good. Um, I grew up going through private schools, and uh, I got to hear about Jesus, but I never knew about the personal relationship that I was designed to have with him. And it wasn't until I was 17 and I went on this uh, youth camp I got invited to. Hadn't given my heart to the Lord yet, but I had this group of friends. Uh, Funnily enough, going to private schools all these years, uh, I went to a state school for year 11 and 12, and that's where I met Christian friends. (laughs) Go figure. And uh, they invited me to this camp. And I went to the camp and they had something I didn't have, and I knew it. You know, my life was good. I was brought up with good morals. Not a Christian family, but I was taught, you know, manners and all the the ways to be polite and all that sort of stuff. But never was taught about a relationship with Jesus till I went on this youth camp. And my bunch of friends got around me and and I asked the question, you know, what have you got that I don't have? Because there's just something about you guys. You're just always happy. Just always, it's just something. I can recognise it. And each one explained to me, and a really good friend wrote a little note on paper because we didn't have mobile phones and Facebook Messenger and it's like a little note on paper that had, uh, again, an explanation of what Jesus had done for us and then at the end, a simple prayer, which I prayed in my bedroom at home, not at a big altar call at a big rally or anything like that, not knocking that, different people have different experiences. Mine was in my bedroom at home and I said the prayer and from that day forward, I've lived for Jesus and I'm so glad that those friends at school were brave enough to share the good news with me. Because if they didn't, who knows where I go. I mean, God's sovereign and he may have found another way to, to get me to come home. But that's what happened for me because of some faithful young people that cared about me enough to share the good news. You know, we all love to hear good stories, don't we? Everyone loves a good story, yeah. But the best stories do more than entertain us. 
It's not just for entertainment's sake. The best stories teach us something true and they change who we are. They're the best stories. That's what these people did for me with their stories at this youth camp. It changed my life forever. And it's what I hope as a pastor to do for you, to help change the story of your life, that you would surrender your life to Christ and he would make a big difference in your world just as he has in mine. And this is what the shepherds did so long ago. They shared the story of Jesus unashamedly. See, on the first Christmas, the shepherds gave their stories because it's all they had to give. You could have given your sheep, but they stink. No one wanted them. (laughs) This Christmas, how could you and I do the same? How could we give our story? Now, I don't know for sure what the shepherds sounded like when they shared their stories, but after an angelic concert in the sky and getting to meet the saviour of the world firsthand and Mary and Joseph and all of that, I imagine their enthusiasm was a little bit like this, a scene I'm going to show you. You just got a sneak peek earlier of the Elf movie. I, I asked last week, who's seen Elf? It's a, there's a few people over here. It is a ridiculous movie. <laughs> the Elf is just frustrating and he, he'll drive you nuts. But anyway, you'll see the comparison in just a moment. Have a look at If we can get the lights maybe and um, watch this. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. Just do your job. Okay. <gasps> wow. What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah! Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? Oh, hi. He's like, right. Weird movie. The point of showing you that was to show you... See, he's actually in the movie. He's a real elf. That's why he argues with the guy, this isn't the North Pole. He's like, yes, it is. No, it's not, is it? Because they've made it up to be the North Pole. He's like, this is not... Where's the snow? And then so then you can understand when they say Santa's coming, he's like, ah! Santa's coming! I know him! He's amazing! And he's pumped... Okay, so here's the comparison. What are we like when we share the message of Jesus? Are we like, Jesus is in church on Sunday, you've got to come, he's going to touch your heart, he's incredible. Are we like that? Or are we a little bit more relaxed about it? How excited are we? I don't know for sure if the shepherds were maybe that excited, but maybe they were. Uh, This scene is ridiculous, I'll be honest, it's ridiculous, but it is relatable. Buddy loves Santa so much that he can't contain himself. He just can't. He's just like, oh, so full of excitement because Santa's coming. Uh, Because he knows him and he loves him. And he can't help but tell everyone within earshot the good news so that they can get to know Santa too. Well, 
Can we do the same when it comes to Jesus in our lives? How did you discover your favourite things? Now, I'm going to do a show of hands here. So the things that you love the most in life, you know, by show of hands, who has a favourite TV show? It's all right, you're not in trouble. (laughs) Is this a trick question? Okay, so there's a lot of people have favourite TV shows. Who has a favourite restaurant or favourite meal? RSL, roast, lunch, Ross. Uh, Who has a favourite game, hobby or interest? Okay. Uh, Who has a favourite musician, sports team, actor or celebrity that you absolutely love? Yeah. So even though I don't know the answers to any of these questions I've just asked you, because we haven't got time to get everyone's favourites. These are a few of my favourite things. Uh, I can tell you one thing. Everyone in this room has one thing in common. At least one of your favourite things was likely introduced to you by someone else. Am I right? I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Maybe you heard someone talking about that new pizza place that does the crust with the chicken nuggets around the edge. That doesn't exist, but wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? Chicken nugget based pizza. Got one person's attention. Maybe your friend once invited you to come and play a sport and now you're joining the team because you got introduced. Yeah, maybe your favourite celebrity just reviewed a new product that you've since added to your Christmas list. I don't know. But most things are introduced to us by other people. So, I know, you're frothing now, aren't you? Chicken nugget-based edged pizza. That would just be Domino's. <laughs> Pay attention. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I want, I want a little... Uh, we'll talk. So, much of our lives... Come on, this is church. We shouldn't be having as much laughter and fun. Got to be serious. So, so much of our lives are impacted by the stories and opinions of people that we trust. From the clothes we wear, to the snacks we eat, to the things we believe. Stories are powerful, and believe it or not, you have a story to tell someone in your life that needs to hear it. Just like these shepherds from 2,000 years ago. Now, what can you share? You're sitting there thinking, well, what can I share? What What do I have to give to someone? Maybe it's hard to believe that you have a story to share. Maybe you're worried because you're not sure what you believe right now. Maybe maybe you're not sure that your story is interesting. Or maybe you're not sure how to defend what you believe if someone asks you a hard question. (laughs) There's many people in that box. You know what? That's okay. You still have something important that the world needs to hear. Each and every one of you everyone at home, everyone watching this later on in the week. So I want to ask you, what's your story? What's your story? What's the message you have to share with others about Christmas this year? Maybe you met Jesus and he changed your life. That's how simple you could share it. Maybe you still have lots of questions, but something about Jesus is really compelling and you want to talk about that. Maybe you still have a lot of growing to do, but there's one specific way God is currently changing your heart and that makes you excited and you want to share that with someone. Maybe your story isn't very dramatic, like mine. I didn't have a dramatic conversion uh, to come to know Jesus. But God is teaching you something really cool right now 
And so maybe you can share that with someone. Whatever you have to share, make sure you do. Don't hold the good news within, but be a light in our dark community and share Jesus with somebody this Christmas. We all have that opportunity. Oh, I'm not an evangelist. No, but you have a story. And someone's going to listen to it if you'll be brave enough to share it. I want us to consider the story that we carry in our hearts right now. Consider what it is you have to share while we watch and listen, if we can get the lights in a second. Watch and listen uh, to Mary's story through a great song which you might have heard before called Mary's Song. So let's have a look. If we get the lights and uh, just reflect on your story right now.
beautiful song. So what can you share? I want to invite Jan to come up and join me on the piano, if that's all right. What can you share? We don't all have the story of Mary. What an incredible story. Imagine the, or in the country, imagine the yarns that she could tell with what she's experienced, what she went through. Joseph, we don't all have his story where we agreed to continue with a marriage with someone that was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. We don't all have the story that the shepherds have, which was, wow, we were just minding our own business and all of a sudden a host of angels appeared. But we do all have a story. And that story is, how did Jesus impact your life? How is he impacting your life today? What are the promises he's given you for tomorrow? They're all part of the story of Christ in you. You know, on the first Christmas, the shepherds gave their stories. As incomplete and unpolished as they were, they would have been pretty rough, I reckon. They weren't experts. They didn't have answers to every question. They just knew something incredible was taking place. And they were going to tell everyone that they could about it, no matter what. So what's your story? What do you have to tell the world about who Jesus is to you? And who are you going to tell? You know, do you have a friend or a loved one who needs to hear that God loves them? Is there something you've learned about who God is that could benefit someone else? Do you have a question about faith and you want to talk to someone about it? Do you know someone struggling with their faith who might need to hear what keeps you coming back to Jesus? You don't have to be someone important. You don't have to have a pastor before your name. You don't have to be someone important. You don't have to be Rev, Trev. (laughs) You don't have to be someone important to have an important story to share. On the first Christmas, the shepherds gave their stories because they couldn't help but share the good news about Jesus' birth. So this Christmas, how can you and I do the same? I want to pray for people listening at home and and for people in our auditorium today. Firstly, that you would meet this Jesus. There may be people in this place that haven't made him the Lord of their life. There may be people tuning in online right now that have never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Well, that is step one in the good news story that can unfold in your life should you make this great decision that I made when I was 17 years old to make Jesus my personal Lord, Saviour and friend. So would everyone in this place bow your heads and close your eyes and, and Christians be praying. And if you're at home and you're a Christian, pray. And I want to ask you, have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? You're not joining this church, but you're joining the kingdom of heaven. God's got his hand outstretched to you and he just wants you to reach up and grab it. And the way we do that is by surrendering ourselves to him and asking Jesus to be our Lord and Savior. We we choose to believe in who Jesus is, what he's done. He died on the cross for our sins and he rose again to new life. And he's now in that place seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's praying for you even right now. So if you're in this place and you've never made that commitment, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, or maybe you've done that before, but you just feel today really is that line in the sand moment where you're going to make that choice to serve and follow Jesus again, and you want to recommit your life to Him, 
Would you just lift up your hand? And I just want to include you in prayer. Yep, I see those hands. That's great. Just lift up your hand and say, Pastor Jeremy, include me in your prayer. I'm not going to drag you out the front or anything, but I do want to pray for you. In faith, I'm trusting there's people at home right now lifting their hands and saying, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. One last time, if that's you, surrender your life. Why wait? What a great time to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to pray for those that have surrendered their life today by raising their hands. And and why don't we all pray this prayer together? Because I think surrendering our lives to Christ is the most important thing that we will ever do. And so say this prayer after me, church, and those that raise their hands. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you came as a baby in a manger and you grew up to fulfill God's plan for all of mankind. You died on the cross so that I could be forgiven. You took the punishment that I deserved. And for that, I am so grateful. So Lord, I choose to believe in my heart and I choose to confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I place you in that rightful place, King over my life, and I will choose to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we just thank God? People surrendering their lives. Awesome. So good. So good. So good. God bless you. We're going to have morning tea and fellowship together now, so don't race off unless you have to. But we'd love to just hang out with you and get to know you better. Uh, Don't forget you can connect with us online if you want to do that. Uh, Our message will be online. If you want to share it, it's easy to share links these days, isn't it? So it'll be up by tomorrow for you to be able to share that. Uh, We have a Facebook page we share it to. Like us on there. But God bless you. Have some morning tea, some fellowship. Set aside, not this Friday next, the 18th, to come to our movie night. We'd love to have you come. Be blessed and have an awesome day.